Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. This is The Guardian. I'm Gabrielle Jackson, coming to you from Gadigal Land, and this is The Full Story. In the final months of 2023, Sarah Martin heard a story. So this investigation started when the hairdresser of a friend of mine told the story of how she had lost some money in this crypto investment scheme called Hyperverse. So I started to poke around. Surely this person can't be the only one who has lost money. And then I realised that she was far from alone and I started sort of contacting some of the people through various Facebook groups. The more I looked into it, the more I realised that this story was sort of the same, same everywhere and not just in Australia but all over the world. This convoluted scheme involving cryptocurrency, the metaverse and a man once dubbed Australia's crown prince of Bitcoin promised investors incredible returns. But for many, it appears to have been too good to be true. Actually, one of the first chats I had was with a guy in a a village in Tuscany. He was telling me that it had torn this little town in Tuscany apart because there'd been these people who'd made a lot of money out of it and were driving Lamborghinis and, and then the whole thing fell apart and a lot of those people can't walk down the street anymore because there are so many people who've lost money as a result. While we don't know exactly how much money investors have lost in this scheme, one US firm estimates that 1.3 billion US dollars were lost in 2022 alone. Certainly I've realised that this is a scheme that was very rampant, very widespread over the course of a couple of years through several iterations and name changes. And for many, it's been like a wrecking ball. You know, it's, it's destroyed relationships, it's destroyed families, it's destroyed lives. Like, it really has been quite extraordinary. Today, Inside the Hyperverse. It's Wednesday, the 24th of January. So, Sarah, you've written a lot about something called Hyperverse. What exactly is it and where did it come from? So prior to 2021, this scheme previously operated under the name Hyperfund. Sarah Martin is an investigations correspondent for Guardian Australia. But then in December of 2021, there was a global launch on YouTube under a new name, Hyperverse. The global launch of Hyperverse is happening right now. 
You are witnessing an historic moment as the Hypertech Group launches Hyperverse. Apollo Guardian F-49 ready to dock at Neo Alpha Gate 11. Initiate docking sequence. It's all very much an online affair. Command accepted. Proceed to Terminal B744. In that presentation, we had quite a few speakers. And you will hear from our founders just how massive this launch is. Sam, over to you. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. According to the global launch presentation, the chairman of the Hypertech Group, which the Hyperverse falls under, is a guy called Sam Lee. I am the CEO and founder of Blockchain Global and chairman of the Hypertech Group. Very exciting to be a part of a team to provide my knowledge to support this ecosystem and I look forward to a great 2022. Thank you. And the founder of Hypertech Group is Ryan Zhu. Ryan has recorded a video to address everyone and deliver his well wishes. Hello, and the Chief Executive Officer of the Hyperverse is Stephen Rees-Lewis. Um, this is Stephen, the Chief Executive Officer of Hyperverse. If you have watched the movie Ready Player One, you may understand what the metaverse is all about. For many young people, they are growing up with the expectation that a large part of their future will exist in the metaverse. It might be time for the rest of us to get on board, whether we like it or not. Hyperverse is basically a metaverse. Welcome to Hyperverse, where we create, connect and conquer. It sold this idea of how this was the new space to be in. Users will be voyagers. It's a new frontier, it's an intergalactic adventure. Where voyagers can connect with one another, experience different cultures and lifestyles, what people were told is that um, users would be able to bring to life a complete virtual world in which they could explore um, this, this new metaverse. You enter into the hyperverse through virtual avatars. You can create an avatar that looks just like anything that you prefer. If you want to be a one that has beautiful cat eyes or beautiful uh, ears sticking up like a cat, then you can do that. The choice is wholly yours. As part of this presentation, people were told that they could come on board this uh, journey and join the Hyperverse through a membership. And with that membership came returns on investment of about 0.5% a day, but you could earn a little bit more if you put in a bit more, with a 300% return over 600 days. We do not purport Hyperverse membership to be a get-rich-quick scheme. There is no recommendation in this presentation to acquire any membership. Included in the video launch was disclaimers saying, do your own due diligence, there's risk of loss. We recommend you seek the advice of suitably qualified professionals before deciding if you are unsure. All right, that will be the end of our Hyperverse global launch event. Once again, on behalf of the company, we'd like to say a big thank you to every single one of you for joining us here. So what happened after this launch event? So after this razzle-dazzle launch event, they promoted a series of celebrity messages of support uh, for the Hyperverse, and they had one from Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak. Steve Wozniak here, Apple co-founder, and I'm here to support Stephen and Hyperverse. Two Steves again? Reimagine a virtual world open for exploration in any way you choose. Can't wait for the Hyperverse. They had one from Chuck Norris. And I want to give a shout out to Hyperverse. 
Under the leadership of CEO Steven, Hyperverse will be the leader of Metaverse space. And just know you are Chuck Norris approved. Your friend, Chuck Norris. They had one from a boy band singer called Lance Bass, who I had never heard How's of. How's it going? Lance Bass here, and I'm here to support Hyperverse. Hey, everybody, it's Jim Norton. I hope you know that without me saying it, but I figure I have some unsightly facial hair, so I wanted to clarify. Anyway, the facial hair Chuck is Chuck Norris and Steve Wozniak seem like pretty big names. Well, they are big names. Look, it's unclear how these messages of support were obtained, but all four of these celebrities are available to hire through the website Cameo, which allows people to pay high-profile individuals to read out a script for them for anything from a birthday greeting to a business marketing video. Guardian Australia contacted Wozniak, Norris, Norton and Bass either directly or through their agents, and we also contacted Cameo uh, but received no reply. There's no suggestion, of course, that they had any knowledge of Hyperverse's business model when filming the message of support and they make no reference to money or investments in the video messages. Right. So who's behind Hyperverse? So Sam Lee is an Australian who was once dubbed the Crown Prince of Bitcoin in Australia, was at the forefront of blockchain technology in Australia. He was one of the founders of the Melbourne Blockchain Centre and he was, I guess, a front runner in this space. And Ryan Zhu, who has promoted himself as one of China's four Bitcoin kings, and Ryan Zhu set up a company with Sam Lee in Australia called Blockchain Global. It collapsed in 2021 and owes creditors $58 million, according to the liquidators report. So are these two men in Australia? No. So Sam Lee has been living in Dubai since late 2021 and no one knows where Ryan Jew is. And you mentioned the company CEO earlier as well. What about him? Well, ladies and gentlemen, Stephen is a proven business builder with extensive experience across emerging markets, new technologies and digital assets. Uh, Yes, so Stephen Rees-Lewis was presented in promotional material as a fintech whiz. As the CEO of Hyperverse, he's determined to use new technologies to crop out a new space for the community in a new metaverse universe. He was a graduate of the University of Leeds, held a master's degree from the University of Cambridge. Uh, He also apparently had worked for Goldman Sachs, had sold a web development company to Adobe. He'd launched an IT startup firm. He was quite the guy. Mm, Sounds impressive. He had caught the attention of Hypertech and they had decided to employ him as the chief executive. But? Twist. (laughs) Yeah. Tell us what you found out. (laughs) Well, as Guardian Australia has reported, he is not actually a real person. And we were able to confirm that none of the organisations listed in his uh, career summary had ever heard of him. There was no records of him at either of the universities mentioned. A US-based YouTuber actually was able to identify him, which was quite incredible. Been an interesting week for you, I imagine. Oh, yeah, totally. So we were able to track him down and have a chat to the real Stephen Rees-Lewis, who is the real Stephen Harrison. So he's an Englishman living in Thailand. You know, when I read your article, I was absolutely shocked at what I saw. I will tell you that now. And as as maybe you ask me questions, you'll understand why I was shocked. Yeah, Okay. Um. And what did he say about all this? Well, Stephen said he was shocked 
to learn a lot of the details that we had published. Um, he was paid about $7,500 over the nine months that he was employed and also received a free suit as part of a chief executive outfit. They, they bought me a suit, yeah, right. which I'm wearing because I didn't ever own a suit because I don't need one. A couple of ties, two shirts and a pair of shoes. And they're like, well, we've got to make you look the part. And I was like, well, fine, but I said, I'm not paying for this, so they paid for it. Right. He said that he had taken the gig because he was a freelance TV presenter, he was looking to expand his repertoire, and he signed a contract to be a corporate presenter. I was looking to get more work in the industry, and at the time I was quite flexible with what I kind of went about doing. Mm. He was approached by a friend of a friend, so he trusted this person. He presented me this hyperverse company and said it was about Bitcoin mm-hmm. and everything. And um, I was like, yeah, okay, let, let's have a look at it. Stephen said he didn't know much about crypto. He was a bit concerned. I actually looked at the company because, Sarah, I was actually concerned that it could be a scam. And, mm. you know, I was kind of, I'm kind of just starting off doing TV work. I don't mm. want to be jumping into something that unfortunately has turned into this. Yeah. Everything seemed okay, so I rolled with it. We don't know if Lee or Zhu had anything to do with using Stephen Harrison as the actor. Um, And Stephen Harrison has told us he had never met Sam or Ryan and had no contact with anyone directly at Hyperverse. He was dealing with his talent agency. And did he know that he was going to be portrayed as someone with all these credentials? He claims that he wasn't aware of that until our story was published. No, I was aware, Sarah, I was being presented as a CEO. Mm -hmm. I was, I'll tell you the truth, I was aware of that. Mm -hmm. But what I wasn't aware of is how they painted me as this educated person that was in your newspaper. I knew nothing about that, hands down promise. He said he was very sorry. You must feel pretty, like, you must have a lot of mixed feelings about this. I, I do, I do, I do. Um, I feel sorry. For the, I feel sorry. I, I was saying myself, I'm sorry for these people um, because, you know, they, they, they believed some idea um, with me at the forward head and believed in what I said. And God knows what these people have lost. But he also made it clear that he didn't have any actual role in the hyperfund business and didn't pocket any of the lost funds. Like I said, the first time I found out about it was when I read your article. Okay, so the CEO of Hyperverse is an actor and not a real person. What I'm not clear on is how people thought they were going to make money under this scheme. Very good question. So the minimum amount for a membership was $300, um, and that was converted to something called hyper units once it was invested. And then when you wanted to withdraw the money, you could convert it to whatever crypto token you wanted to and withdraw it. So um, the scheme offered minimum returns of 0.5% a day with a 300% return over 600 days, and there were various limitations on when you could withdraw and how much you could withdraw. And also members were encouraged to reinvest their rewards. So you you sort of had this 
dashboard, I guess, or a back office that you would log on to. You'd see your hyper units, you'd see your hyper units growing, and then you could reinvest your rewards. Members were also incentivized to recruit new members. And this was a way of moving up the ranks of the hyperverse and also getting more hyper unit rewards into your account. So investors were trained to build their trees and build a community uh, with people basically moving up a ranking system based on the number of people they brought into the scheme. Presumably people were making money at the beginning. Oh yeah, people were making a lot of money and I guess you know initial investors were able to cash out their hyper units and plenty of people I spoke to have said that initially they were able to make withdrawals and then you know it's interesting because once people tested the system and thought it was working then rather than just you know withdrawing all their money and um, you know tucking it under the mattress they invested more and then someone says hey look at this great thing that I'm involved in look it works I can show you how it works like you too could be benefiting from this incredible uh, membership-based ecosystem come on board Mm. so when did people start to realize that it may not have been the investment opportunity they thought it was So there were sort of withdrawal problems within months of the official launch. People started to say they were having problems um, withdrawing their funds and then um, people were encouraged to migrate to a new platform called Hypernation. And this was like a very common element of this scheme, which is, you know, as soon as there starts to be some problems, people, they're encouraged to come over to a new platform and they called that bridging. And usually as part of that process, people would have to put in more money. Right. So they were encouraged to put more into a new scheme called Hypernation. And what's Hypernation? Uh, Well, to start, can you please give a brief introduction about Hypernations and what it does? Hypernation was created to address the unfairness in the current financial landscape where centralized banks and world governments have all too often led communities down into economic turmoil and recessions. The world is officially in decline and only hypernation can save us all. The way it was pushed, I mean, it was all about the new world order and promising everyone a universal basic income and join the hypernation, become liberated and free. Let us all rise up and reject the shackles of systematic restriction and oppression and jointly create a utopia that celebrates diversity and meritocracy. More exciting developments await. Join me to build and grow our glorious hypernation. Okay, so as Hyperverse collapsed, investors were encouraged to migrate over to this new scheme, which was called Hypernation, which is essentially another scheme promising returns on investment. Were Lee and Zhu involved in this scheme too? It's all very unclear. There have been multiple questions to all of the people who were high up in the hypertech group about how this all fitted in together. In a Zoom meeting in early 2022 with Hypernation members, a senior promoter of both Hyperverse and Hypernation was asked how Hypernation was associated with the original hypertech schemes and he said the company was one big entity. It's one company. It's one company. It's it one, not one company. We're talking about the same people buying the same company, yes? But the company is one big entity where you've got Hyperverse and Hypernation, which is a new entity within the same, same setup. 
And in January 2023, in a Zoom meeting with investors, Lee was asked directly about his involvement with Hypernation. He denied being involved and suggested that he had only worked on the funds management and technology side of the Hyper schemes. The problem is I'm not involved. So I, I don't really have that much else to say that could um, give you visibility of who Mr. H is, etc. But do you know if Ryan knew he's heading Hypernation? I don't know. Lee never responded to my questions about his involvement in establishing Hypernation and he's denied that he was involved in Hyperverse, but he did respond after the initial investigation was published saying it included misstatements about his role. However, he has never clarified what they were. Okay, Sarah, so first there was Hyperfund, then Hyperverse, now Hypernation. People have lost money. How are they feeling? Yeah, well, as you can imagine, a lot of people are upset. They're panicking. They feel they've lost money. Hi, guys. I've seen countless Zoom meetings that were run by Sam Lee. Can everyone hear me? Hi, Sam. Very good morning, Sam. And there's a bunch of online chat groups linked to Hyperfund and Hyperverse, and it's just inundated with investors who say they have lost funds, demanding to know when they will be able to make withdrawals. All that people really want is to get their money back so that they can move to opportunities that are real rather than imagined. We had a lot of trust in yourself and, and Ryan. We believed in everything that was said to us. There's people hurting here, Sam. People have lost livelihoods. People have borrowed money. People are suffering in a big way. And the way I'm feeling now, I'm panicking, I'm frustrated, I'm scared. What is the possibility of somebody withdrawing to cancel my membership, take my capital and walk home so that I don't have mental problems? And I mean, they're also saying to people like Sam Lee, what am I going to tell my neighbour, my sister, my, you know, my cousin, my mate, who I've, I've also got into this scheme. You need to do something really fast, mate, because you are somewhere far away. Maybe you're not under pressure directly, but people like us, we are the people who, are, who, are, who live in the neighbourhood and our relations have deteriorated. Uh, whenever we wake up in the morning, we'll have people on our doorsteps every now and again. What does Lee say to the people in these Zoom meetings? So in these meetings, Lee um, has blamed the inability to withdraw funds on a corporate team. Can you tell us how long does it take for us to get our money and other one, who is the corporate? So, again, uh, corporate is not coming with any solution right now and there is no timeline saying he has been left to try to find a solution. My affiliation with corporate is uh, based on supplying them technology as well as providing funds management services. Uh, you, you have indicated that you are part of the founding of Hyperverse. You, you are part of corporate. Is this Incorrect. I have never been a part of Hyperverse. I have supplied technology to corporate and I have uh, generated returns on the funds uh, that corporate has deployed in my funds. There's been some reasonably heated question and answer sessions. There was one in January 2022 
and Lee was being asked how things had gone wrong with Hyperverse and there were repeated demands for people to be paid back their lost money. You know, I, I thought there was plenty of money to go around, but that, unfortunately, for whatever reason, did not reach membership, right? Lee claims that he has been caught off guard by people's inability to withdraw funds but said he was unable to explain what had happened because he was constrained by a non-disclosure agreement with corporate. Now, we haven't seen this non-disclosure agreement. When Lee was asked why withdrawals had stopped, he said he doesn't have visibility. It's a short question, but people just really want to hear it. And in another meeting with investors in 2023, Lee was directly asked, Sam Lee, is Hyperverse a scam? What do you say to that? Well, no, because if it is a scam, the website will be mm -hmm. offline and yeah, I wouldn't be even wasting my time trying to get the information from the community in order to hold corporate accountable. So what do we know about how much money investors have lost? So Lee has said in a Zoom meeting that at its peak, the hyper community numbered about 2 million members globally. Um, however, I have no way of being able to verify that number. Um, if that claim is true, and I stress, you know, this hasn't been verified, but if so, then its value would amount to at least $450 million based on the minimum investment of $300. US But the amount potentially lost could run into the billions. Billions. And we know from a Chainalysis report, which is a US-based um, sort of crypto analytics firm, that in 2022, the losses to Hyperverse were about 1.3 billion US dollars. And that is by far the largest investment scheme loss in 2022. Mm. The other thing I would say is that this scheme really flourished in the pandemic and I think that was because of a combination of financial insecurity and people stuck at home behind computer screens wanting a sense of community. And, like, to me that is just the problem with these types of schemes. Like, sure, there are people at the top who made a hell of a lot of money out of this but then there are people right at the very bottom and they're the ones who've really lost the most. You know, I've spoken to people who, you know, just really awful stories, people who had money set aside for their kids' housing deposit, for example. There's people who put in money even though their partners told them not to. And, you know, one of the people I spoke to, an Australian guy who he said he brought 18 people into Hyperverse and he said 16 of those people don't talk to him anymore. It's more than the money. It's about the, the, the lost trust. It's about the broken relationships. It's about the, the lost opportunity that comes with that lost money. Next, what can be done to keep investors safe when it comes to crypto schemes? Jane Lee here with a quick note about The Guardian. As you probably know, Guardian Australia's journalism is editorially independent, which means we set our own agenda. We don't have a billionaire owner, we don't answer to shareholders, so we're free from commercial bias. And this independence matters because it means we're able to challenge the powerful and hold them to account. 
Unlike many news organisations, we haven't put up a paywall. We chose a model that means our reporting is open to everyone and funded by our readers and listeners who can afford to pay. Every contribution, whether big or small, counts. So if you're able to support us, head to theguardian.com forward slash support full story. There's also a link on the full story page. Thanks. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. It sounds like we're in a moment, you know, reading about more and more people losing money to crypto investment schemes. What's going on? I guess... Crypto is still largely unregulated. We know that it's been hugely turbulent in terms of what's happened with the price of Bitcoin. We know that uh, there are a lot of crypto-based investment schemes that people have lost money to. In fact, the ACCC, the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, they have figures that show that Australian investors have reported losing more than $350 million to crypto-based investment schemes since 2020 mm. across you know, more than 7,000 individual reports. And that is like probably just the tip of the iceberg because the ACCC suggests that, you know, only a fraction of the actual losses are ever reported. Hmm. And, you know, even the, the people I spoke to have lost money. Like there's this kind of shame and embarrassment about it. And you know, a lot of the people I spoke to never reported it to authorities because they kind of, they feel embarrassed, quite frankly. They're sort of don't, either they don't want to acknowledge it or they don't want to acknowledge that they were silly enough to get caught up in it. Um, we spoke to the director of RMIT's Blockchain Innovation Hub, which is unrelated to Lee and Ju's Blockchain Ventures, um, Chris Berg, and he was saying there'd been a proliferation of crypto-based schemes during the pandemic and the regulators often lacked the technical expertise to respond quickly. Mm. I think, you know, there's also one thing that struck me in researching this is these, this industry moves very fast and they're very agile, whereas regulators, the wheels would move a lot more slowly. And also the regulators are using a legal framework that is, you know, 30 plus years old. So um, the laws aren't written for the world we're now living in. You know, I think as Chris Berg said to us that, you know, speaking generally, what's needed is perhaps not necessarily greater education about crypto, it's greater education about the nature of scams generally and what it would look like if someone was trying to scam you. You know, I think often with these things, if the returns sound too good to be true, then they usually are, right? And what about Australia's regulator? Is this scheme something they were aware of? So the Australian Securities and Investment Commission, ASIC, did not warn investors 
and so far has made no mention of any of the hypertech group schemes. However, ASIC has now said that they are going to analyse the liquidator's report about Blockchain Global, which, if you recall, was the company set up by uh, Ryan Zhu and Sam Lee, among others. So that is a new development. And obviously, the liquidator's report made a bunch of allegations about potential breaches of the Corporations Act. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if anything comes of that. And what about the international regulators? Are they doing any better than Australia? I guess if we're talking specifically about hyperfund and hyperverse, then absolutely yes. And if we look internationally, there were warning signs from several financial watchdogs from as early as 2021, Germany, the UK, Canada, in Hungary, um, the Hungarian Central Bank in mid-2020. 22 released a statement warning consumers to exercise due diligence before investing in the Hyperverse and Hyperfund. Um, They compared the system to a suspected pyramid scheme behind which there is no real economic activity and the only income of the system is the payments of new entrants. It further said there was a significant chance that investors may permanently lose part or all of their invested capital. Um, New Zealand also issued warnings. Um, Firstly, in September 21, New Zealand's Financial Market Authority issued a statement saying they were concerned Hyperfund may be operating a scam and compared it to a multi-level marketing model. And later on, they added Hyperverse to that warning as well. It's also, you know, it's still a bit unclear whether this was more rampant in some of those other countries than it was in Australia, even though, you know, there's obviously thousands of Australians caught up in this as well. Mm. Look, I think there's absolutely questions for ASIC here. Why, when all these other regulators around the world are putting out warnings to consumers about these schemes, why did they not put out a similar warning? I did ask ASIC about this and they responded, it, it says, in relation to the issuing of warnings, actions by different regulators in different jurisdictions will depend on the evidence of activities occurring in that jurisdiction and the legislation legislation available. Stephen Jones, the Assistant Treasurer, has said to The Guardian that he believes a warning should have been put out. He is following up with ASIC as to why that didn't occur. So absolutely. Right. So where are we now with all of this, Sarah? And has anyone faced any legal consequences? Okay, so at the time of recording, the Hyperverse is no longer active. According to the Internet Archive, the website shut down sometime between April and November of last year. In early January, a senior promoter of Hyperverse in the US called Bitcoin Rodney was taken into custody. He was um, very high up in the Hyperverse tree. Um, It's unclear how many people he recruited, but the court documents filed relate to uh, more than 500 people that he brought into the scheme over a couple of years. Uh, So that is, you know, the first time someone has been arrested and charged in relation to this scheme. Mm. Court documents for Bitcoin, Rodney allege a network of promoters were involved in the various hyper schemes. Um, Whether or not there's more arrests to come in the US or elsewhere remains to be seen. I should be clear that no mention of Ryan Drew or Sam Lee was made by authorities in relation to this arrest. I put comments to Sam Lee about this, but he declined to respond and Ryan Drew was unable to be reached for comment. That was Sarah Martin, Investigations Correspondent for Guardian Australia. This episode was produced by Joe Koning and Daniel Simo. The executive producer was Hannah Parks. 
Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to leave a rating or review if you can and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. I'm Gabrielle Jackson. Full Story will be back with you tomorrow. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.